everybody and welcome to the Live the Eight Wise Way podcast with me, Kim Rutherford, psychotherapist, author of the Eight Wise Ways to a Healthier, Happier Mind book series that includes the journals and the planners and the pocketbook, obviously podcast host as well, and the creator of the Eight Wise Method for Better Mental Health and Wellbeing, which is what we're talking about today. We are talking all things mental health and well-being as we do in every episode. Can you believe it? We are on episode 26 already. So if you have been joining me since episode one, thank you so much for the support. Thank you for following me. Thank you for listening and for liking and for sharing and doing all the wonderful things that get this podcast out there so people who are struggling at home alone can get some support that they need. And if this is your first episode, thank you for joining us. Let me know at the end what you think. Let me know if the information I'm giving you is useful. And if you like it, then tell the world you like it and subscribe so you don't miss another one. Do all of the stuff we're supposed to do on social media so the world knows we exist. But the most important thing I recommend you do is go back to episode one and listen from the beginning. Very simply because we explain the eight wise methodology in detail from episode one. So you really can understand how to look after your mental health and well-being using the eight wise method so you can live the eight wise way. But thank you so much for joining us today. What I wanted to talk to you guys about today is a question, I guess, that I get asked an awful lot from people that I meet, from people who come to my training courses, from people who just DM me from social media, and a lot of people who end up working with me one-to-one in my therapy suite. And the question is, how did I get to be like this? Now, in previous episodes, we've been talking about understanding, you know, the meaning of your life and understanding how your life is what your life represents for you. We've talked about understanding your fear and how you can face your fear. And we've also talked about how you can plan to make effective change in your life if you're not happy about some of the things that you are currently doing. If you're not happy with the way your life is going, if you're not happy with the way you're living your life, then you have the power to change it. But one of the things that I have an awful lot is people coming to me going, why am I the way I am? when they're feeling low, when they're feeling lost, when anxiety is creeping in, when those negative thought patterns are creeping in, when their depression is taking hold. People want to understand why. Why am I the way I am? Is there something wrong with me? And I always remind people that everything they are responding to in this world, we've got to bear in mind, most of us, if not every one of us on this planet, because we don't have control, we just don't have control about what's going to happen in life. We spend, you've probably heard the statistic, we spend approximately 80 to 90% of our time responding to what happens to us in life. And the other 10 to 20%, if we are lucky, managing and controlling things, which means that we can't really be to blame for everything that happens in our lives. Uh, but we also can't be in control of it. What we have to do is learn to understand ourselves, to understand why we respond the way we do to the things that happen to us, why we react the way we do to the things that happen to us or the things that we see or things that we hear. Why do we respond? Why do we react? Why is the 80 to 90% of our response to this world not always working for us? And it's one of my favorite parts to work with a client on because it's really, it's the light bulb moment for them. And I want to take you through the process today so that if you are looking at your life going, I don't understand why, why am I like this? Why do I think like this? Why is it happening to me? Why, 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 why? I want to help you understand how you've developed what we understand to be the conditioned mindset. 
And the conditioned mindset is your mindset and how it has been conditioned over a period of time to think the way it does, to behave the way it does, to react the way it does, to respond the way it does, to trigger you in the ways that it does. And as many of you've heard me say a hundred times before, um, if you think about mental health being like a gun and you think about the trigger of the gun being like all the life events that are happening to you, then the bullets represent what creates your conditioned mindset. So if you want to understand your why, if you want to understand why you think the way you do, then ultimately what you're really trying to find out is what bullets do I have? And when you know what they are, then you've got a choice. Do I want to remove them so I can never be triggered by them again? Or do I want to weaken them, make them blanks? So even if they do get triggered, it doesn't impact anything, doesn't hurt anybody. If you are somebody who likes to write things down, then this is the moment. Grab yourself a pen and paper. You will not need anything else. Of course, if you don't want to use pen and paper, you can use the use your laptop, use your iPads, use your notes on your phone, whatever way you want to do it. But this is what I want you to do. I want you to break your life up into decades. Nice and simple. So if you are listening to this and you are, you know, in your 20s, youthful, living life to the full, then I want you to split it up into what it's been like in your 20s, what it was like in your teens and what it was like in your childhood. First 10 years, your teen years and then your 20s. If you are more mature, like myself, then, um, you know, you've got a few more decades to be talking about. You've got a few more decades to be thinking about a lot more experience. So I want you to break your life up into your decades. So the first decade is obviously going to be naught to 10. Your second decade will be 10 to 20. Your third decade will be 20 to 30. Your fourth decade, 30 to 40. And if you are more mature and wiser in years than 40, then you just do 40 to 50, 50 to 60, and so on. And the next bit is I want you to work backwards. And I want, this is all part of this self-reflection that I recommend everybody does. So with this exercise, I'm not advising that you rush through it. I'm not advising that you do it all now. And I'm not advising that you do it all today. What I'm going to say to you is I'm going to take you through the process. And then at a pace that works for you, I want you to then go through each of these decades thinking about these things. And now for me, I do this as a diagram and I've got this actually as a worksheet that I use with my clients so that we can actually, it becomes a working document that people record the thoughts, record the memories, record what's coming up so that we can actually work through them and process them so we can remove some of those bullets or make some of them blanks. So I want you to start with your most recent decade. That's it. Just think about what whatever your most recent decade is. And all I want you to do is think about your most recent decade from the perspective of listing all of the bad stuff you think has happened in this decade. When I say the bad stuff, I mean all of the negatives that you can think of, the negative experiences, the negative memories, the things that you think have been failures in the last decade. I want you to go really hard with it. I want you to get them all out. It could be a bad date. It might have been that you moved into a house you didn't like. It might be that you had a really, really bad job that you hated. Whatever it is, I want you to get it out. I want you to get it out and I want you to put it into the negatives and the failures of this decade. And when you've got it out, I want you to take a few deep breaths. And then I want you to focus on the other side of that. I want you to think about all of the positives, all of the successes, 
every single thing that has been brilliant in your life in the last decade. This could be that you got married or met the love of your life. Could be that you had kids. Could be that you moved to another country in an amazing country. Could be that you traveled loads. Could be that you got promoted. Could be that you successfully achieved your qualifications to become whatever you wanted to become in this world. It might just be you became happier. You might have beaten something. Might have got healthy. Whatever it is, I want you to list all of the positives every single one. I want you to go deep. I want you to really grab hold of the stuff that has been fantastic for you in this past decade. And now what you've got for this past decade is you've got a list of all the, let's keep it real, you've got a list of all the rubbish stuff and you've got a list of all the good stuff. I want you to leave them there. And when you're happy that you've got it all out, it's all out of you and you've got it all in front of you, all the negative stuff, all the failures, all the stuff that's made you unhappy, but you've also got out all the good stuff, all the positive stuff, all the successes, all the stuff that's brought you joy and happiness, then you are ready to move to the next decade. So now you move to the decade prior to your most previous decade. So for example, if you're in your mid thirties, you would have just done a decade from 30 to 40. And now you're going to move to the decade of 20 to 30. I want you to take some time I want you to take some deep breaths because what we're wanting to do is we want you to get you relaxed enough that your subconscious opens up to you and allows memories to flood through. We want really all of your memories to be flooding through now. So again, what I want you to do is I would like you to list all of the rubbish from that decade, all of the negatives, all of the failures, all of the things that made you miserable, all of the things that stick in you. I want you to list them all. Get them out. Anything bad that somebody said to you, any bad sentence, any bad conversation, anything that you remember has made you miserable, unhappy, and has stayed with you. Anything. Go real deep, go really detailed, and get it all out. And just like we've previously done, when you've done that and you know it's all out and you've emptied that decade of negativity, I want you to go back in, back into your subconscious. I want you to swim around your subconscious, swim around those memories, swim around those experiences, swim around and grab hold of all of those positive memories, those positive experiences, those positive conversations. What were the successes? I want you to go deep. I want you to hold on to every single one of them. I want you to bring them to the surface and I want you to put them down somewhere. I want you to make sure that for this decade, you have all of those negatives. You have all of those positives and you have them all in front of you. And then, shockingly enough, you go back further. And now we go deeper again. We go further back in your history, further back in your timeline to the next decade. So if you're following this and you're in your mid-30s, as I said, you started off in 30 to 40. You might have now just finished 20 to 30. Now you're moving into the teen years, the 10 to 20. I want you to do the same there. I want you to go in deep. I want you to go all of the negatives. Think back to school. Think back to friends. Think back to TV shows, whatever it might be from that period of your life. I want you to get it all out. I want you to get it all out. And I know that some people would have experienced some really traumatic stuff. And I know it can be really scary. 
when facing that traumatic stuff. And I also know that many people who are experiencing traumatic stuff choose not to look at it, choose not to bring it to the surface, choose to continue to suppress it and keep it hidden in their mind somewhere so they don't have to face it, they don't have to look at it. And I'm asking you, I'm asking you to just step in to the fear. I'm asking you to face the fear and do it anyway. I'm asking you to bring it up. I want you to bring it up. I want you to do it in a safe space. I want you to make sure that you have a support system around you to have a chat with, the therapist, get in touch if you need to. But you don't have to go into too much detail of any traumas. But it's important to understand if they happened, where they happened in your timeline, so that we can understand how it's impacted things. When you've done all the negatives, I want you to do the same thing. I want you to think about all the fate, all the positives, all the positives, all the successes, all the wonderful memories, all the wonderful experiences. I can tell you one of the most wonderful experiences from my 10 to 20s that pops into my head when I think of this era. And you're going to think I'm crazy, but I had the most amazing rah-rah skirt. It just makes me happy to think about it. It was pink and green and it was just absolutely gorgeous, beautiful. And, you know, my childhood was full of all sorts of not great stuff. But when I think about the positives, I think about how happy I was with my side ponytail and my rah-rah skirt. And I bring that memory to the surface. Other great stuff happened to me in that, these years as well. But I've got to say, I really loved that rah-rah skirt. When you've done that one, I want you to go further back. And I want you to do everybody, no matter what age you are, this is what I want you to do. I want you to work from your most recent decade and go backwards further and further and further, thinking about all of the negatives and all of the failures. And I want you to think about all the positives and all of the successes. And I want you to list them. And I want you to go back as far as your first ever decade, the decade of naught to 10. What were you brilliant at at naught to 10? What were you not so great at at naught to 10? Can you remember? Can you remember your naught to 10? Negatives, failures, anything that you're not happy with from your years of naught to 10. And then also all of them positives and all of those successes as well. When you've got all of them in front of you, what you've now got is an entire timeline of how you think. You've got an entire timeline of the experiences and the memories that are important to you in one way or another that have been incredibly strong for you and guided you through this life, have navigated you through this life. And if you remember in some of my previous episodes, I've talked about you know our subconscious mind and how the hippocampus creates the database of information that we need to be able to live life and navigate life. And what you've got in front of you is a lot of those things have just, you've just brought them up. You've just magically gone into the depths of your subconscious and you have brought them all to the surface. All of those amazing experiences and memories that are your life. They are your life. You might not like them all, but they are your life. And we can't ignore them because it's these thoughts, these memories, these experiences that you've had have led to your conditioned mindset. So when you've written all this out or whatever way you're going to do it, when you look at all of that information, that's the information you need to understand to understand why you think the way you do, why you respond the way you do, why you react the way you do. Because now you've got the story of your life. You've got all of those amazing things that have happened to you and you've got some of the less amazing stuff. And they are all incredibly important in telling you the story. Because what you've then got to do is think about where your issues might be currently. So for example, it might be you're a people pleaser. You might be a people pleaser. And what I want you to do is I want you to have a look at your timeline. And I want you to identify from everything you've said when you think that started. 
And what do you think it started as a response to? If you think that you are a failure in life, very common one for the people who come and see me with low self-esteem. If you think you're a failure in life somehow, I want you to have a look at your timeline and I want you to see, when did you first start thinking that? When did you start feeling that? And I want you to have a look at the differences between the negatives and the positives, the failures and the successes. Which list did you find easiest to put together? Because my guess is that you found the negatives easier. You found the failures easier. And we tend to be like that. We tend to find that we hold on to the negative stuff harder and longer than we really need it. And therefore it can dominate a lot of our thought patterns. And if you've got thought patterns that are negative thinking and leading to cognitive distortions, and I'm going to talk about that in a lot more detail in our next episode, then you'll be able to see from this timeline how long you've been thinking that way. And you might be able to identify why you started thinking that way. You might be able to identify when you started to think that way. And by understanding that, by seeing that in front of you and understanding that everything that you are, everything that you do has been developed from the timeline, your history, your story, your experiences and memories, suddenly you realize, well, that's how. That's how I've become who I am. That's why I am who I am. That is why I think the way I do, behave the way I do, respond the way I do. Now I understand there is nothing wrong with me. I've just developed a conditioned mindset that might not be working for me anymore. I know the great thing about everything you put on that timeline. You weren't born with it. It happened. These are things that happened. Experiences, situations, they happened. And therefore, they're not a part of your personality. They are not a part of your biological makeup. They are not part of your cells. They're not part of your brain. They're not part of your anything inside of you other than something that has developed within your mind. And this is the beauty. We might not have full control of everything in this world. And that's the truth of it. And I'm sorry if you classify yourself as a control freak. I appreciate that this is the scary information coming your way right now. But ultimately, we don't have control of most of the things that happen in our lives but we can take control of our mind. We can change our mindset if it's not working for us. And the best way to be able to do that is to understand how it developed in the first place, understand why it developed in the first place, understand why you became the way you were. And I bet you, I bet you, the reason your mind responds the way it does right now is for one word and one word only, and that is survival, my friend. The mindset that you have got, the conditioned mindset that you have developed, developed so that you could survive the situations you experienced. It's so that you could survive the life you were living. You could survive the world that was being created around you. Everything you do and think is because you were surviving. And that's how we do things. We look at our life, we go, okay, well, I had to do that then. That's how I coped with that situation. I had to do that then because that's how I survived. Now I can see that when that person said that thing to me when I was 10 years old, that really mattered. That had a big impact on who I was and who I am and how I think about myself. When that situation or that traumatic event happened, that really changed who I am. It changed how I think. It changed my belief system. It changed my values. It made me slightly different than I was the year before that. 
the timeline tells you everything. And the reason I'm asking you to do a timeline is because one of the biggest ways to help to build your mental well-being and ultimately work towards optimal mental health is to develop self-acceptance. And you can't develop self-acceptance if you're too scared to look at who you are and why you are the way you are. And it's not about going into the biggest depths of psychology and psychiatry. It's just understanding this is the life I've lived. I had very little control over most of it. I've done the best I could. I've developed a way of coping. I've developed a way of surviving this world. But actually, I'm not happy with the way that is anymore. I want to learn new ways, knowing that you can see from your timeline that you developed new ways previously. So this is your proof. This is your evidence that you can create new ways again. You can create a new conditioned mindset that works for you if you choose to. And that is how you take back control of the areas in your life that you can control. Because as I said, you can't control that 80 to 90% of what happens to you but you can learn to manage your mind. You can learn to manage your responses. You can learn to manage your reactions. And by doing that, it puts you back in control of how you react and respond to those constant life events, which means that your mental health gun now almost becomes just a gun full of blanks. You know there are bullets there, but you've taken the power out of them. They can't impact you the way they used to. They can't damage you the way they used to. They can't hurt you the way they used to because you've taken all of their power away because you took control. So a timeline is a process for helping you understand and face your life. All of its glory, the good, the bad, the ugly. It allows you to start understanding some of the areas of your life that you may not have processed yet you may not have worked through yet, you may not have healed yet. And this is why I always say when I'm working with people with regards to eight wise, the whole concept of eight wise is learning how to heal from the past, understand how the past is impacting the present, understand then how to manage the challenges of the present, because they're the ones that hurt us today, and then learn how to develop a better way to move forward. And this is step one. Step one is understanding the past. When you understand the past, you acknowledge the past, you face it, you look at it, and you start to see that you are rarely, rarely to blame for any of it. Then you can start liking yourself. Then you can start having self-acceptance. Then you're ready to do the next step. And the next step really is working through it, processing it, but more importantly, moving forward positively from it. So that is your timeline exercise. Give it a go. See what comes up. Now, I appreciate, I do appreciate that for some of you, there's going to be some stuff there that you're not going to be comfortable bringing up. So what I would suggest you do, if you're not already doing it, work with a therapist and make sure that you're doing it in a safe environment. Or if you don't want to work with a therapist, uh, make sure that you've got a really good support system around you. It might be a friend, it could be a family member, because, you know, if it's going to bring stuff up that's not going to make you feel so great for a while, then make sure you've got some people that you can share that with that can support you, can show you that love and care and compassion that you need whilst you're processing stuff. 
That's how we have to do this. Otherwise, it just stays inside of us, lingering there like bad energy, like an elephant in the room that's really just living in your head. So make sure that you've got those support systems in place to, to ensure that when you're doing this, you're doing it in a safe way for you. And don't rush it. There is no need to rush it. Start with the most comp- the most recent decade first. Take your time on that. When you're ready to move backwards, move backwards. When you're ready to go further, go further and keep going until until you've got all of the decades answered. And if you're thinking, oh, my God, but between naught and 10, crikey, what did I really do? I want to remind you that when you came into this world, you couldn't walk. You couldn't even breathe. You couldn't breathe. You couldn't walk. You couldn't talk. You couldn't do any of the things that you do now. In fact, you achieve more in your first 10 years of life than we do for the rest of our life, yet we ignore it all. Because in the first 10 years of our life, we learn to become a human and we forget those big obstacles that we had to come over, that we had to learn language, we had to learn to communicate, we had to learn to look after our bodily functions, we had to learn to make friends, we had to learn to go to school over there, to learn to read and write and swim and ride a bike and all of these things that in our adulthood we take for granted. We did all of that. We did it. And we did it in our first decade of life usually. So don't underestimate the importance of who you were in your first decade, because your first decade really is the foundation of who you are today. And the reason we work backwards with a timeline is because we're going deeper and deeper and deeper into the memory banks, deeper and deeper and deeper into the subconscious. And it's hard to do that by starting at the beginning and going straight in. So it's easier to go backwards bit by bit by bit. And as we step back decade by decade, we bring different information to the surface. And when it's up from the surface, it then leaves space for other things to come up too. Another reason I say to you don't rush this is because what you may find is random memories just come back to you. It can come back to you in dream format and it can just come back to you in the most random ways ever. I remember when I first did my first ever timeline, I was just, I think I was sat in work one day and this crazy memory came through. And I'm going to share it with you today because it is a crazy memory. This crazy memory came through when I was about six years old. And I remember we'd been shopping and it was toilet roll. And my mum and we were all carrying something. And I'd been given the lightest thing. I was the listless and I was being I was given the toilet roll. And I remember coming out, carrying this toilet roll. And I saw a friend of mine on the other side of the road with her mum. And I remember just running away from my mum so fast with this toilet roll. And I remember my mum screaming at me because I was heading towards the road. And I remember in that moment that what I, the reason I was, reason I was running is because I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed about carrying toilet roll. I was embarrassed that people would, I thought people would laugh at me for carrying toilet roll. And the strange thing is that memory came through. And what that memory told me was that at a very young age, I cared what people thought of me. I was worried that people would talk about me. I was worried that people would make fun of me. That stayed a central thought process for me for forever, for such a long time. I cared what people thought, but I didn't realize it had been a part of me for such a long time. And so expect that. Don't be surprised if you have these random memories come through to you at different stages when you go through this process. And it's not a bad thing. Record them, write them down, understand them. All of your memories are there to tell you something. They are trying to help navigate you through your life somehow. And so getting a chance to see them again and experience them again to a certain degree, remembering any memory you do not experience exactly the same way you did when you first had it. So remember that you are safe in the fact that it's just a memory. 
It's just a scene from a movie. You cannot go there again. You are safe in that. So don't be scared of them. But they do tell you something and they can help you to move forward from those memories, from those experiences that might be holding you back. So that, my lovelies, is the timeline that should help you to start understanding, I said, who you are, why your mindset is the way it is, why you may think the way you do and how you've developed that conditioned mindset. What it also gives you some idea is you can start to look at it now and look at it from the perspective of look at the pattern between the years. What's worked for you? What's worked against you? Let's start focusing on those positives. Let's start focusing on those successes. Let's start focusing on how you achieve them, what you did to achieve them. And I want you to remember, even if you've got things in the negatives columns, even if you've got things in the failures columns, realistically, you've survived every single one of them. And the ultimate, ultimate positive that comes out of that is how amazing you are, how strong you are, how resilient you are. You have the ability to overcome everything. So no matter what is in those columns, no matter how painful they may have been, they have not stopped you. You are still here living a life. You're still fighting the fight. And you now have an opportunity to change it moving forward to make it even better for you. So that you have a healthy body, a healthy mind, a healthier, happier life, a better quality of life with better mental health and well-being. And that, my lovelies, as always, is what we call living the eight wise way. Now, again, if you are interested in more sorts of activities like this and coaching activities and therapy activities that can help you with whatever's going on in your life, then please head to my website, www.8wise.co.uk, and you will find that there is some free resources on there for you. There are different assessments and evaluations that you can do with regards to seeing where your own wellness levels are against the 8wise model. There are also activities linked to it as well. Um, and what I did when I wrote my book, Eight Wise Ways to a Healthy, Happier Mind, for those of you who don't know, the book's written in three, well, three sections, I guess you'd call them. Section one is the knowledge based section. We need the knowledge. We need the background to understand why Eight Wise exists. Section two is about the model. It explains it in detail what the model is. And then section three is really your psychotherapist in your own hand. You now know the model. And what it does is it takes you through step by step how to move your life forward using 8Wise. And every single one of the activities that are listed in the book are also available for free on the website. Uh, they make more sense if you've got the book, obviously, because you understand why you're doing them and what you're trying to get out of them. But if you are somebody who has the book or is going to get a copy of the book, brilliant Christmas present after all, brilliant birthday present, brilliant gift to anybody you just care about and love. But ultimately what it does is it will take you through step by step and then if you don't like writing in the book, because a lot of people don't, I don't like writing in my books. I love my books. Then you can actually go down and download the worksheets for free off of the website and you can use them as often as you need to. So that's if you want to do use the book and then obviously use the worksheets as well. And you can access everything, everything you can access from the website. And for those of you who keep messaging me asking, where can I get a copy of the book from? Yes, you can get a copy of the book from me. But if you are outside of the UK, then I would recommend you go and get a copy of the book from any of the online book retailers, Amazon, for example, Book Depository, anywhere in your local area that you can buy books online, because that's the best way to get them to you and get them to you within a time frame that's realistic for you as well. If you are in the UK, um, yes, please feel free to go and order them directly from the website or again, 
any online retailer as well. But yes, within the book, you'll see lots of worksheets and all of those worksheets are free and available to you. So I hope that has been a useful session for you. Put these tools in place, put these activities in place, learn to manage your life by understanding who you are and why you are who you are. And I promise you, it moves you a step closer towards self-acceptance. But this activity alone really starts to boost your emotional well-being, your intellectual well-being, your spiritual well-being, which ultimately, when you put all of that together as who you are, that becomes who you are. And that's what you need to do. You need to understand who you are, your strengths and why you are the way you are so you can move forward and start to create something that is going to make you happier because that's what this is all about it's about making you healthier and happier in life in general so if that's been good brilliant you know the usual score here please like please share please subscribe um as i said i created eight wise in the first place to help as many people as we possibly can it's about helping the people who cannot access the things other people can access so if you are at home alone, you can't get to a therapist or you can't do all of those things, then these tools, this information should be able to help you. So let's let's share it across social media so we can reach those people who really, really need to reach it. Um, as I said, you know all about the books, you can get them online. But if you go to Eventbrite, go to the Eventbrite website, you will see all of my new training courses are listed there and you can start booking in now. So you can start booking in for the Eight Wise Masterclasses. You can start booking in for the Eight Wise Discovery Program, which is the self-discovery program where you self-discover everything you need to know about your wellness and your well-being, how to move yourself forward. And then there is our beautiful, beautiful Eight Wise Accelerator Program. And the Eight Wise Accelerator is the the, the deep depths of eight wise. It's not only just understanding who you are, why you are the way you are, understanding yourself against each of those core eight areas of wellness and well-being. But also on that course, what we do is you get your therapy side of things, you get your therapeutic coaching side of it as well. So what we do from that is not only do we learn all the background, what we need to do, we actually take you through the process that as if I was working with you on a one-to-one, but we do it in a group setting. So you'll be able to develop your own bespoke therapeutic strategy for moving forward. You'll get all the tools, you get all the tips, you get all the techniques that I would use if you were working with me one-to-one. So that's the accelerator program. So there's a range of courses, there's a range of pricing structures to suit everybody. And the most wonderful thing, the courses are all online. So no matter where you are in the world, you can access them. That's one thing. Do you know the other great thing? The courses will also be recorded. So if you can't make every every session, no problem at all. You get a recording. If you can't make any of the sessions, but you still want to have all the recordings, guess what? You can get access to just the recordings. So you really can start working with me next year if you want to and start living the eight wise way for better mental health and well-being. I hope you have found this a useful, useful episode. I look forward to chatting to you again when we're going to start talking about conditioned mindsets in a bit more detail and how do we start to change those thinking processes? How do we start changing those um, inner dialogues so you can live a healthier, happier life? So thank you for joining me on the Eight Wise Way podcast. Kim Rutherford, psychotherapist, podcast host, author, and uh, someone else who just like you is learning to navigate life day by day. I just so happen to be doing it living the eight wise way. So I'm looking forward to you joining me on that journey. Take care, look after yourselves, and I will speak to you all soon.